0: hello everyone it's a very good evening and good morning good afternoon to everyone
1: so hope you are doing well so welcome to the uh, job competence program day three so guys uh in the third day of our jcp program uh, we will be discussing about different types of malwares so in every day the attacks are happening uh through the malwares also right? So we'll be discussing what is malware and what are the different types of malwares and how to prevent the attacks from the malware so and the basic examples and how to create a malware and basic program of the malware and what are how to analyze analyze the malwares so we'll be discussing these uh, this kind of stuff today okay so before going to start this malware concepts yesterday we have not done with the practical part right yeah Today we'll uh, start with our uh, scanning part practical. Well, let's see uh, what are the Nmap scans and all right. So after completing the Nmap scans, next we'll move to the our day three concept that is malware. Yeah. Now uh, we'll start with uh, Nmap scans.
0: Let's talk about Nmap scans.
1: yeah so yesterday as we have discussed about uh, five types of Nmap scans right tcp scan stealth scan and fin scan eczema scan null scan right so now again we'll have just a quick recap on the particular scans next we'll see the practical on the particular scans okay first we'll we'll start with our first scan that is iphone s tcp full connect scan the first scan is
0: tcp full connect scan
1: yeah so it indicated as the structure of the tcp full uh, uh, syntax of the tcp full connect scan is iphone s s capital t e. yes so in this case in this type of scan what will
0: happen now see let's say
1: so let's say uh, there is one person okay let's say it is a Okay, let's say it is B, or we can say that server also something. So this is our second machine. Okay, now here here is there, here B is there. In the TCP full connect scan, what will happen? So I'm talking about the open ports. Whenever you want, i uh, would like to find about the open ports. So I'm talking about the scenario of the first open ports. Next we'll move to the closed ports. So this is about open ports. yes now in this case what will happen let's take a, uh, yeah the person a, a will send the send request so when he send a send request to the b so what is the replay he will send ACK, right so after receiving the ACK from the b so what a will send he will send the Acknowledgement, right? Let's say sin request. We got SYNAC. And next we have sent acknowledgement. And we can say this this is the three-way handshake method, right? And this is the genuine process. I mean genuine way of starting the communication. So whenever you send a sin request, you are getting deploy from the server that is SYNAC. Again, you are sending the acknowledgement. So this is the three-way handshake method. So whenever you are getting this type of replay in the TCP full connect scan, it means the port is open. Okay. Let's let's move to the second scan. So that is, we
0: can say, what is that scan? TCP half connect scan.
1: TCP half connect scan so need not worry about practicals i will show the practical ones completed this theoretical one
0: yeah tcp off connect scan we can also uh, call it is the scan is half open scan or we can also call stealth scan
1: And by default, Nmap will perform this scan. So Nmap default scan is stealth scan, half open half connect scan. We can say that and half open scan. And in this scan, so in this type of scan, what will happen? Let's say same example we'll take.
0: Yeah.
1: See uh here
0: person a is there, so it's b.
1: now here a we have b right so in this scan what will happen let's say whenever a send a request to the b that is send request right yes we will be receiving the ACK right so we have received the request from the cine uh, server right we got we have sent SYN over here we got Synack, right? Next, the response from the A is reset. It means already we got replay from the server that is synack. So again, it's not needed to uh, uh, again it's not need to connect again to server, right? So that's why we will be sending with the reset attack so we got replay from the sin and uh, from the server so again no need to contact the again the server right so that's why we'll be sending the reset packet over here okay so that is tcp of scan. so nmap is come up come up with a different scans so this is the first scan and this is the second scan so what is the different from the first scan is so we have received already sin and ACK. so here my question is so why to contact the again the server right So that's why we'll be sending the, we are closing the connection that is reset, right? Next, we have one more scan that is
0: the third scan is fin scan. Fin scan.
1: And it is indicated as iPhone S, Small S and Capital F.
0: And this stealth scan is indicated as iPhone S, Capital S. yes so when it comes to the field scan so in this case what will happen so in this case we'll take same example let's say this is a okay and this is b right now so in this scan, what will happen? Let's say A and we have B.
1: Yeah. So when you're talking about the scan, so whenever A send pin request to the B, so will we get replay? We don't get any replay because we are sending pin flag over here so if uh, if you're not getting replayments, the port is open so in the second scan so we are getting uh, we have already received synendic it means the port is open so here we have received synendic and we have sent acknowledgement that means port is open so coming to the fin scan so whenever you send fin flag to the server so definitely you won't get any replay that means the port is open yes so in order to find out the open ports, we will be using these type of scans so when it comes to the fourth scan so when it comes to the fourth scan so what is the fourth scan we have yesterday we have discussed eczema scan eczema scan
0: eczema scan so
1: it is indicated as S capital s capital x it means here
0: in this case in this case what is happening in this case what is happening
1: yeah let's say this is a and this is b right yeah so in this case what is happening so in this
0: eczema scan so we are sending
1: Multiple flags over here. That means which flags we are sending over here. We are sending push flag and we are sending fin flag and we are sending urgent. So whenever you are sending these type of flags, definitely you won't get any replay from the server. It means the port is open. And we have fifth scan we have that is. the fifth scan is null scan iphone s we can say that null scan so it is indicated as iphone s capital n iphone s capital n
0: yes in this case what will happen yes we have a and we have b right here yes
1: so in this case so we are not scan, uh, we are not sending any flag so we are sending no flag so suppose if we are using the null scan means it means you are not sending any flag but whenever you don't send any scan any flag you don't get any replay from the server it means the port is open so this is the five situation where i'm talking about the open ports so let's say about the closed ports. I would like to talk about the closed reports,
0: closed ports. Yes. In the situation of closed ports, what will happen? Let's say
1: we have machine A and we have machine B. Okay. So in this situation, we have A and B, right? Yes in this closed port suppose if you send any scan if you send any scan that is what is seen or acknowledgement i mean seen or fin push so if you send any flag you will get reset if the port is closed means definitely you will get reset reset
0: flag any flag if
1: you send any flag so the port is closed means you will get reset so this is in the case of closed ports. yeah see uh, this, uh, this is my vmware workstation i'm just opening my terminal see what i have done over here i have turned on by attacker that is my parrot and i am just taking an example the victim is my metasploitable 2 machine so what is this machine is it is a vulnerable mission the machine which is having more number of open ports okay and i don't have any access to this machine now whatever i'm doing from the parrot i need to find out from the parrot as attacker so i need to find out the ip address i need to find out the whether the mission is up or down i need to find out the open ports and i need to find out the what are the services are running on that particular port so when it comes to the enumeration part we need to find out the version details of the services let's see now now
0: Yes, we got an IP address of
1: the my parent mission. Perfect. Now, my goal is I would like to find out the metasploitable to mission IP address. What we can do? So we are in an internal network. So in the internal network in order to find out the IP address of the other missions, what we can do? We'll do ARP scan. I would like to know the IP address of my victim, right? So I will use ARP scan. I am just doing this command in order to find out the what are the machines are available in my network. I will prove to you uh, this IP address is metasploitable machine IP address. So what I will do, just I I will ping to that particular IP address. Ping. So ping is the command where we can use for whether the host is live or not, right? Now, ping 192. 168.18.128 168.18.128 right here you can see in the replay the ping replay so we are getting the replay from the other end means the host is up that is the first point okay the second point is you can look at the ttl value you conclude the ip address and we can say the ip address of the Victim machine based on the TTL value. Okay. So TTL 64 means Linux. TTL 128 means TTL value 64. Yes, you can see Metasploitable machine name over here. That is Linux machine, right? So yes. we have found that our uh, victim. So that is the IP address of our victim, right? And we have done two steps. One is whether the host is up or not. Yes, we are getting the replay. The host is up. The first step is gone right the second step is we found the we found whether it is the our target or not right so based on the ttl value we just confirmed that our target is meta that's fine now so what i will do i will do nmap scan now in order to our next agenda is we need to find out the open ports nmap so basically we can use this command nmap network mapper command so, in order to do the scan, so what we'll be doing over here, nmap. So, what is the target IP address? 192.168.18. Dot, dot, dot. Now, I would like to scan all the ports. So, if you do the scan, so what is the replay? You can see yes you can see nmap space 192.168.18.128 so i am just hitting the enter guys
0: yes you can see what happened
1: it scanned only thousand well-known ports but in our systems we have how many ports 64 i mean 65530 and only the thousand well-known ports now i would like to scan all the ports so for that there is a command called nmap iphone p iphone p if you give this command it will scan all the 65536 ports hyphen p space and our target 192. 168.18.128, right? Yes, 128. Yes. So if you do this scan, it will scan all the ports for us. See, uh, when you look at the results over here, yes, 65,000 finite FIRE closed ports. It means how many ports are open? 30 ports are open right yes we found 30 ports are open 21 22 and we can see the services what are running on the particular ports ftp ssh you can see that right so now what i will do now we'll start with our nmap scans one by one you can go for the paint yes you can see in the first scan so this is when we are talking about open ports i will take one open port i will send sin request right i will i will use this scan what will happen you can see iphone S capital t right yes we'll go back to our linux yes now nmap iphone is capital t tcp full connect scan okay and what let's take one open port let's take one open port i will take port number 80 okay so whenever we are talking about the port i mean open port so you can mention open port like like this We can give the command like i p p space 80. port number 80 okay and your target ip address what is the target ip address 192.168.18.128 right Nmap, iphone S capital T and I'm sending the uh, this I'm doing the scan on port number 80 because the port number ID is open. Now whether we'll get the replay or not, we'll see now. Now I will open another terminal. Yes. Now I will show the packets. Okay. So in order to turn on the Wireshark you can use this command wireshark yes you just hit i'm just hitting a enter
0: it will open wireshark for us so wait a second guys yes
1: so the Wireshark has opened over here. Now, so what is this Wireshark? It is a pack packet capturing utility. So whatever the logs are created somewhere in the background, what it will do? It will give in front of us, right? It will give all the logs in front of us. Uh, now, simply I will run this Etho. This is the one of the interface. I'm just what I will do. I'm just. Start sniffing. You can here. You can see. Yes, you can see on the screen. There is a top left side. There is a button called Wireshark. Uh, logo is there, right? So that is the button where you can start capturing the packets. And beside that button, there is a button called stop capturing the back, back uh, packets. So there is a button called round color button. Is there black color? You can see that means promiscuous mode by default. Uh, in I mean. Wireshark tool will come with promiscuous mode on. If you click on this button, promiscuous mode will off. So, what is this promiscuous mode? Uh, Let's say if the promiscuous mode is on, means okay, how if there is multiple machines are there, right? So, whatever the logs is going, whatever the traffic is going for all the machines, you can capture over here. If you turn off the promiscuous mode, the only traffic which is going from this machine and which is the traffic coming to this particular machine only we can capture so that is the advantage of promiscuous mode just uh, leave it that and i'm just capturing these packets I'm just click on this button so it will start doing the capturing the packets okay now i'll go back to the my terminal yeah yeah you can see
0: on the screen
1: the uh the scan so there a lot of traffic is coming so instead of aware that all the traffic uh, what i will do i will just apply filter over here ip dot address i'm just applying the filter over here
0: okay and this yeah, yeah. still it is coming oh okay one guys all, all the traffic is uh coming uh wait for a second so what i will do so i will give port number also
1: Yeah, I'm just giving the TCP port number 80. I'm just going, um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Now you care whose traffic is coming.
0: Yeah. So it will confuse you. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm just applying the filter.
1: I would like to show the only traffic going uh, from the 128. So that's why I'm applying the filter instead of uh, showing all the. yes you can see in the wireshark tool you can see in the wireshark tool so when i'm doing that scan what is happening you can look at on the screen we have sent sin request we got syn and ack next is so we are sending syn request on the port number 80 the port number 80 has replied with syn and ack and we have established a connection on the port number 56228 from our parent, right? So, what is this reset means? Already the connection has established. There is no further communication, is uh, won't happen on this particular port. So that's why I'm closing this port number 56228 and the port number 80. So that is the reset act. That means SYNAC ACT, and after establishing the connection, I have closed that particular connection there is no further communication on this particular port so that is the indication of this reset attack sin SYNAC act right now what i will do i will go with another scan okay i will go with another scan hyphen s capital s and port number 80. again i will remove this traffic and i will show you only the stealth scan operation. Yeah. I'm just stopping this one and starting. Continue without saving and I'm going to the terminal part. See, now,
0: so when I hitting on enter, one minute, Yes, I have
1: done this one. See, you can see in the Wireshark, we have sent SYN request, we got SYN and ACK, and next we have sent reset in the stealth scan. Already we got replay from the server, right? Particular machine, particular victim. Again, last, finally, what we are sending? We are sending reset. Why to contact again, right? Why to send again? So that's why we are sending. We are closing the connection. SYN ACK, reset right are you able to see this pattern sinac reset?
0: yes right now so we'll go with our third scan what is our third scan right yes i will stop this one yes now will now i will show the only the fin scan now so where i'm just
1: hitting on enter yes you can see the replay so in the fin scan what will happen whenever you are sending the pin there is no replay from the server right
0: you can see right yes
1: now we'll go with another scan that is our eczema scan right eczema scan so whenever you are sending the eczema scan we eczema scan means we are sending pin push urgent right it means if the port is open we'll we'll, we don't get any reply right you can see
0: you can see here pin push urgent
1: we are not getting any reply that means port is open how we can say the port is open because we are sending the we are doing the scan and the port number 80 because the port is open now now the last scan is null scan
0: if an s s capital n and port number 80. yes now i will stop this one again i will start the trophy Yes, we'll go the terminal. Yes, I am just hitting the enter. As you can see so we have sent
1: no scan. Okay, null scan means we have not sent a no flag. We are not, I mean, we are not getting any replay, right? That means the port is open, right? Yes, so this is a scenario where we are talking about the open ports, right? Now, I will let's see the on the closed ports. Let's see one closed port. You can see the port is what is the closed port we have? Uh, 21, these are the open We'll take port number 82 is closed, right? Because it is showing only open ports here. I'm just taking the closed port, port number 82. Okay, let's say you can tell any port also closed port. I'm just taking the 82. Yes, in this case, port number closed
0: port scenario. yes so if you send any scan if you do any scan null scan also you can do we'll
1: start with first scan the so first scan. iphone a iphone is capital a easy full cannot scan so in this case what will happen right
0: so i'm just stopping this and again i'm starting In the closed report scenario, what will happen? If you if you do any scan on the closed report,
1: you will get reset. Right? We have send acknowledgement. What you get? What you got over here? Reset, right? It means the port is open. The port is closed. Sorry, the port is closed. And you can do one more scan. iPhone S. Capital S.
0: Stealth scan. You can do. And just hitting the enter, you can see on the wireshark again we got reset attack Oh, we have not changed the port number yet. Yeah, and again we can do the pin scan. On port number 8 we got reset taxi. We are not getting any replay, right? In the case of closed port.
1: Yeah. So this is the about open ports and closed ports. And see when you go back to the our first one. Yes, this one. You can see all ports. Yes, right. P means ifnp ifn means it will do the all ports right now you
0: can see on the results what is happening i'm just stopping this one
1: Yes, see, so we got open ports, uh, port numbers and their state whether it is open or closed, and we got service right? So whenever you're talking about the enumeration part enumeration part, we need to know the service versions. Suppose uh, we can see and the port number twenty one FTP is running at which version it is running right? No right? So for that, there is a command called S capital v version details of the particular services you just hit an enter you will get the version detail the details of the services so based on the services you can find out the vulnerabilities if the vulnerabilities exist you can find out the exploits and you can exploit that particular service so that will happen so whenever you find the vulnerabilities related to the
0: services so, wait five seconds, guys.
1: Wait a second, guys. Uh, because there is mult Nmap come with multiple options. I have not mentioned another options. That's why it is taking a lot of time. Because so whenever you are doing Nmap scan, what it will do? It will uh, follow five step process. First, it will do the uh, ping. It will ping to the particular target. Next, it will do the uh, DNS. Okay. Next, it will do the reverse DNS. Next, it will run the scripts. It will show the open ports. And next, it will show the it will run the scripts that's why it is taking this much of time background that much is happening so in order to block that all the things there is some other commands we have okay anyway we got replay over here see so we even we got service version details also right now you can ask a question like sir what we can do with that version right for every service there is a version right so for that version, you can just make a note of this version details and you can google it for the vulnerabilities you can find out the exploit and you can exploit into this particular ftp so same way for every particular service we can do that so when coming to the yes we can find the vulnerabilities and you can exploit it yes to the uh what is that third way i mean uh what is that yes integration part so we are not only relying on one tool when coming to the enumeration because so whenever you are in the part of enumeration we don't rely on only nmap there are multiple tools are available uh, we can use that multiple tools and whenever you are doing enumeration and don't rely on only one tool we have msf console we have multiple tools in order to do the enumeration so not only one tool because we are getting the results over here we will be getting only few results over here so whatever the results we got, uh, we I mean we didn't get over here. We'll be getting with some other tools. So that's why. So we can we cannot use only one tool. We we have to use multiple tools. So just now I'm just taking the analogy of the Nmap. Okay. Uh, when coming to the Wireshark, uh, Wireshark comes with uh, three tabs over here. You can see three tab. First tab, second tab, third tab. First tab is packet packet capturing tab. Second tab packet analysis. And we can find out the details about the each and every packet in the start tab. So, this is the uh, Nmap UI you can see. So, this is a start, start capturing packets, stop capturing the packets, and a promiscuous mode. And you can apply a lot of filters. So, whatever the logs you want, whatever the traffic you want, you can apply the filter by using different rules over here. So, this is the uh, Wireshark tool, packet capturing tool. And that is the Nmap. In order to scan the particular our uh, targets, we'll be using the. Let's move to the our today's agenda that is malware. Uh, just I will close this one.
0: Multiplicable.
1: So if you want to explore with Nmap, okay. So if you want to explore with a command, you can see where you can see all the commands within map, whatever the available options with Nmap. Nmap, iPhone, Space, Head. Nmap help page will come. You can see whatever the options with Nmap. You can see you can explore with the Nmap. Yes. Target specifications, you can see. You can scan multiple. Uh, IPs at a time by using this command and in order to discover the host we can use this and we have different types of scan techniques the whatever we have discussed just now and we can do the port specification hyphen p if you want to do only one port hyphen p hyphen I mean if you want to scan all the ports hyphen p hyphen if you want to scan only one port hyphen p only and respective port number service version detections for you can use this Commands and you can OS detection. You can also use based on value. Also, you can find out the voice of the target. And if you give iPhone O, you will find out the OS of the target. And you can give the timing performance also. And firewall IDS IPS evasion techniques. And you can use you can, in order to bypass the firewalls and all you can also use this type of commands. You can see. And if you want to save your outputs. You can use this uh, results. You can use these commands. So there are a lot of come with nmap, and there is an official website of nmap. Is there? You can visit nmap.org or something. You can visit that nmap, and you can use that. And by default, inbuilt uh, our Parrot will come with nmap. So in order to open the nmap, you can just type nmap. That's that is the command. Now. So, we can say the malware is, the basic definition, we can say it is a software developed by the cyber attackers with the intention of gaining access or causing damage to a computer or network, right? Yeah. Now, so here my question is, what, what does malware do? So, what is the, what, the of the what is the purpose of the malware? What is the purpose of the malware? So I can say that malware can crack weak passwords, and they will uh, look into our systems and spread through the networks. They will infect the system. Yes, perfect. Yes, right? And we have different types of malwares. And each type of malware uh, do the different types of tasks. Right? Uh, when we can say that, um, let's say, we have, I mean, I mean malware attacks can result in anything. We can say the data theft, or we can say dis- destruction of entire system or devices. Right? Yeah. Now you can see, when you go for the next slide. Yes, you can see the definition of the malware on the screen. So there is a definition of the malwares. Now, here I have different type. I mean i have different questions over here why malware programmers develop and use malware so what is the intention behind the uh, while they are writing the i mean while they are developing the malware because they will use attack browsers and track websites visited right so the, the with the intention of the attack browsers and in order to the systems and degrading the system performances purpose also they will develop the malware and in order to steal personal information, in order to steal uh, contacts' information, right, they will develop the malwares. And in order to attack additional computer systems directly from a compromised system, they will use this malwares. And in order to cause uh, what we can say hardware failure, right, in order to make the hardware failure and rendering computers inoperable so we will be the attackers, the hackers will develop the malware with intention of all these things right now when we go to the next slide yes what are the common techniques used by the attackers in order to distribute the malware on the web so basically the malware is infected by the internet right so we daily we are visiting many web daily we are doing we are using our mail ids we are logging into the multiple social networks we are using the linkedin we are using the different types of job sites and different types of mails we will be using right so we are using internet means we are we have a risk from the malware right so what are the common techniques which are used by the attackers in order to distribute the malware and the web right so what they will use so they will use the different types of black hat we can say seo I mean, search and optimization techniques. They will use the social engineering techniques in order to uh, deploy the malware on the internet. And they will use the uh, compromised legitimate websites in order to deploy the malware on the particular website. And they will use the spam emails also. And they will do the spear phishing sites. So there are different ways in order to deploy the malware and the, distribute the malware on the web. So I said SEO, right? Search Engine Optimization Techniques. Uh, search Engine Optimization, Optimization. So what it means? So we can say it is also referred as unethical SEO. So what they will use, attackers aggressively, they will use the SEO tactics such as keyword stopping, so inserting doorway pages and unrelated keywords to get higher search engine rankings in the malware pages. So they will use these type of uh, techniques, and attackers will use social engineering attacks, inject malware into website, so that appear limit to trick users into clicking on clicking on a particular website. So when the users click on that particular links, the malware embedded in the links executes without knowledge of the user, without knowledge of the user on the website. so right? Malwareizing. And compromise legitimate. There are multiple techniques hacking web. And coming to the next slide, yes. What are the different ways for malware to enter into a system? What are the different ways malware enter into a system? Let's say instant messenger applications. So the infection can occur uh, through the uh, via instant messenger applications like uh, we are using Facebook, right? Facebook messenger. We are using WhatsApp messenger. We are using linkedin we are using google hangouts right like many applications we are using right so users are high users are at high risk while receiving files via instant messages messengers so regardless of who sent the file or we can say from where it is sent, so there is always risk of infection by a malware so the user can never be 100 percent sure of the person who is sending that particular file right and the other end the connection at any particular moment right so for example if you receive a file through an instant messenger application from a known person uh, we can say you got a uh, what is that file from your friend so what you will do you will try to open that particular file right in order to view that particular file you will definitely open that file because the file has uh, received from your friend so this could be a trick where an attacker who has hacked your friend, right, and they will hack, uh, hack your friend messenger IDs and password, and they will use uh, malwares across your friend contacts list and to trap more victims. And we can say, uh, someone say that uh, yes. For example, if your friend, uh, see, I mean, your friend system, uh, I mean, let's say an example of portable hardware let's say if your friend uh absence if your friend in your friend absence you can install a malware by copying any malware in his system right by using uh any portable device any portable hardware media and removal device right and and another way of uh the malware getting in the system is through browser so outdated web browser often contain vulnerabilities right right so whenever you open that particular web and uh, use the particular browsers, any uh, if you visit any malicious website from your browser, automatically it will infect the machine without downloading or any executing the program. So to reduce such kind of risks, you can always use the latest version of the browsers and the email softwares. And next, insecure patch management. Because of insecure patch management, also there will be chance of malware getting into the system let's say unpatched software poses high risk right so users at it administration don't update they update their application software right so and many attackers take advantage of this well-known fact so that's why attackers can exploit insecure patch management by injecting the software with malware so that can damage the data stored in the company's system so this process can lead to the extensive security breaches. Uh, we can say stealing of confidential files and company credentials also we can breach by if you are doing insecure patch management. So that is the one of the way. And some websites even link to anti-Trojan software. Let's say every day we'll be using is uh, is linked to the anti-Malware software. So whenever you are posting any link whenever you are sharing any link on the linkedin our linkedin will scan that particular link whether it is malicious or not it will tell you right yes so many websites like some websites even link the anti-malware software so what they are doing they will fooling the users into trusting them and downloading the infected malwares so therefore i mean i can say that don't use that type of websites and uh, we can say that so before you downloading any software, and you need to like uh, check the proper link so whether it is uh, malicious or not and un- untrusted sites free web applications right so many malicious websites have professional look am i right and we can say that i mean many websites is having feedback forums and links and other popular sites right so because of this website looks a professional it does not mean that is a safe so always download popular software from its original official websites okay and downloading files from the internet is called is one of the way of getting malware into the system right like we can downloading the we will be downloading daily music players files movies games greeting cards screen savers many things we will be downloading right even uh, so that will be having the malwares uh, email attachments as you said email attachments so we'll be uh, clicking on the uh, email attachment right? the attachment may be a document uh, audio file or video file we can say invoice we can say offer letter from the company so we can say loan approval from the bank contract approval so the many many attachments will come right so there is a one way uh, there is a way of chancing malware getting into the system and bluetooth i can say bluetooth is also one of the threat vector i mean by bluetooth through bluetooth also we can inject the malware into our system so attackers use open bluetooth and wi-fi networks to attract the users to connect them so these open networks have software and hardware devices installed at the router level to capture the network traffic and data packets and we can say, and they will be finding the account details of the users, so including the usernames and password, they will steal. So never ever connect to the public Wi-Fi's. And if you connect, also don't do the confidential transactions, like don't use the bank websites, so don't send any passwords and username to the others. Okay. And when so these are the multiple ways of malware getting into our system. So when we move to the next slide.
0: See,
1: you can look at on this screen you can look at on the screen yes there is the components of a malware so what are the components so you can say the malware developers the attackers create a malware using these components so which uh, so these are the components help them to achieving their goals so they can use this malware uh in order to steal the information in order to delete the data in order to change system settings in order to provide the access so there are a lot of goals right and in order to occupy the space of the system so malware is capable by i mean propagating and functioning secretly so that's why they will be using different types of components so you can see on the screen Cryptor, downloader, dropper, exploit, injector, packer, payload, malicious code. So what are these comp- components, right? So when it comes to the cryptor, it is a software, it is a software program so that can conceal the existence of a malware. So attackers use this crypto software to elude antivirus antivirus detection. It protects malware from reverse engineering or analysis so whenever you are using malware analysis also if, uh, if you use this crypto we, it is very difficult to detect by the security people Security mechanisms also right and there is a downloader i can say that it is the one type of software downloader so what it will do so what it will do it will download other malwares or malicious codes and files from the internet to into your system or device Usually, uh, attackers install a downloader when they first gain the access to the system. So suppose I have uh, access to your, I am having the access to your system. After getting access to your system, what I will do? I will install downloader through that malware. And we have dropper. So what dropper will do? It is a we can say that covert carrier. It means it will hide the malware. So attackers embed we can say that. uh, so which can uh, this dropper can perform the installation task of task covertly covert means we can say it will hide that installation part attackers okay. need to first install install the malware program and then execute the dropper so the dropper can transport the malware code and execute the malware code on a target system without being detected by antivirus scanners so that is the main intention of dropper and we have exploit as we have discussed in a day one class exploit it is something uh, we can say it is a part of the malware it is a few lines of code we can say and we can say that sequence of commands also so which will take the advantages of our vulnerabilities right and attackers use uh, that code in order to breach the system security and when it comes to the injector so this is also one of the component of malware we can say this is the software program which will inject the exploits or malicious code available in the malware into the vulnerable running processes and what it will do it will changes the method of execution to hide or prevent in order to hide or prevent and it will do the particular task and we have packer component so we can say this is also one of the software which will be used by the attackers so what it will do it will convert the code and the data of the malware in the unreadable format it use the compression techniques so what packer will do it will use the compression techniques to pack the malware and we have payload so as we have discussed the payload in the day one class it is a part of the malware we can say that perform the desired activity when activated So when the malware has injected so when it is activated it will perform that particular task it may be used for deleting or modifying the files degrading the system performance it will opening the ports it will change the settings so etc it will compromise the system security also right and many things and when it comes to the malicious code we can say that this malicious code uh piece of code okay that defines, uh, we can say, basic functionality of the malware. So, which compromise and commands in the results of security breaches. And it can take the uh, different content also, and that is malicious code. So, these are the components of malwares. So, when you're talking about the. Yes, you can see on the screen. You can see on the screen we have different types of malware, right? Trojans, backdoors, rootkits, ransomwares, adwares, viruses, worms, spywares, right? So there are many, right? Uh, botnets, cryptos right? So, so what we'll do? We'll do. I mean, we'll discuss one by one. So, what is and all, right? So first we'll start with. We'll go for next one. Yeah, what is virus? Vital Information Resources Under Seas, right? So, virus stands for Vital Information Resources Under Seas. So, what it will do? It will take entire system resources and it will be eating all the resources. So, that is what virus will do. And what is the main function of the virus is? It will self-replating, replicating a program. So, we can say, suppose your system has infected with virus. So what it will do, it will self uh, replicate replicating program and replicate itself within a system and it needs human agent click. So that is a virus. and when it moves to the characteristics of viruses, you can see on the screen, it will infect other, with other programs within a system. and it will trans, uh, transform itself and encrypt themselves alter the data viruses it will change the data and what it will do it will corrupt the files and programs and it will we can say that self replicate ones and how does a computer get infected by virus so there are lot of ways we have already discussed about on downloads email attachments failing install security software through browsers through pop ups through removal media through network access backup and restore sometimes we'll be taking the backup right in our system so we'll be taking our backup right so whenever you are backing up these uh, files if the already your system has infected with the virus if you back up particular file to into your hard drive something so that will be stored in your hard drive. whenever you connect that particular device again again it will harm your system so that is what happened when you are backing up and restore the data and Manish is online ads on social media already we have discussed in previous slides and next types of viruses see you can see on the screen types of viruses micro virus stealth virus file extension virus polymorphic virus metamorphic virus cavity virus so what is meant by macro virus let's say macro virus means micro virus means which will be affecting your ms office files so every day we will be dealing with the ms office files right word ppt excel and right so it will be affecting it will be targeting that particular files it will be targeting the ms office files and when it comes to this stealth virus so what it will do as soon as our antivirus detecting it it will be hiding behind the another one's detected so it will be hiding the legitimate program it will be hiding back the legitimate program so that is stealth virus and when it comes to the file extension virus it will be affect particular extensions let's say particularly dot pdf dot exe executable files yes dot exe pdf so it will target particular type of uh, file extensions and we have polymorphic virus what is this polymorphic virus uh, whenever the system is infected with polymorphic virus so what it will do so whenever it replicates whenever it runs the same code and different algorithm will be generated so whenever the hacker has developed this polymorphic virus when whenever it is replicating in our system The same code will be executed, but by using different algorithms, it will be executed. So that is polymorphic virus. So you have to remember that keyword is same code and different algorithm. So when it comes to the metamorphic virus, what is meant by metamorphic? So every time different code and different algorithm. So we can say that it will be mutating itself in a new form. Every time when it is mutating from one system in the system, it will be generated different code and a different algorithm. That is metamorphic virus. Yes, when it comes to the cavity virus, so what is mean by cavity? So filled up with cavity, right? We can say random strange numbers, random strange content. We can say that that is cavity. So what it will do, if you have a file, so it will be remo- removing the, all the contents inside the file and it will fill up with cavity. We can say that cavity means random strange numbers. I mean uh, we can re- it is in the readable format, but we cannot uh, read perfectly. Uh, it is not in the readable format. So that is cavity. It filled up with cavity, okay. It will remove content from
0: the file. it filled up with some unwanted stuff. When it moves to the yes,
1: when it moves to the next one, what is Trojan? Yes, when it comes to the Trojan, Trojans are malicious files. We can say so, which are used by the hackers to create a backdoor access without the knowledge of the user. It usually deletes and replaces. I mean, replaces the OS critical files it will steals the data okay and send the notifications to the remote hackers so and there will be remote control the target remotely they will be controlling the victims and uh, trojans usually hide behind a genuine code or program or file we can say so in order to avoid getting noted by the user they will be using the they will be hiding behind a genuine user and it is it establishes a backdoor connection with Remote hackers. Yes, get control and cause damage. Uh, BS is, I mean, your system has infected with a Trojan attack. So basically, what will happen? Uh, you can uh, just automatically file create a deleted. Perfect. So that DVD ROM drawer opens and closes automatically. The computer screen blinks and it flips upside down. Okay. And the default background or wallpaper settings change automatically and the printers automatically start printing the document sometimes and the web pages suddenly open without input from the user so if you don't give any input to the website also sometimes that pages will open suddenly and the color settings of the operating system changes automatically and the sound volume suddenly increases sometimes it will fluctuates up and down low and high you can say and the date and time of the computers will change sometimes and the keyboard and mouse will freeze and we are not able to do anything with this keyboard and mouse and uh, there are a lot, lot of things I and mean, a lot of indications will be there whenever the Trojan attack is happening. We can say that the worm is a standalone malicious program which spreads from computer to computer. So when I am talking about the virus, it will replicate within the system, right? So when you are talking about the worm, it will replicate from one system to the another in your network. But unlike virus, it has the capability to travel without any human action. A worm takes advantage of file or information, and it will transport the features on the system. Okay? And when it comes to the the main difference between the worms and viruses, uh, we can say virus is a program that replicates. Uh, it spreads from one file to one one file to another file on the system and it may be programmed to erase all the damaged data right and a virus is a set of code which adds itself existing the files so when it when it comes to the worm a worm is a malicious program that originates on a single computer and searches for other computers connected through a local area network okay And when worm finds another computer, it replicates itself from that computer to the another computer, and continues, and it will continue to look for all the connected computers in the network. So that is the main difference of the worm and virus. So how to tell your computer has a worm? You can see on the screen. So it will replicate from one system to the another system so that is the main difference so virus it will be only in the one system you can see how to tell your computer has a worm monitor speed and performance it will be affected and keep an eye on your hard drive space you need to check three your hard drive space and be on the lookout of missing new files so if there is any happening these kind of things on your system there is a worm in your system I can say that out of all the malwares spread over the internet, the keyloggers are the some of the worst. So, why I'm saying the worst? Because they expose everything you type on your keyboard. So, whatever you are typing on your keyboard, everything will be captured by the key loggers. Suppose let's say you are typing your passwords. We will be typing our credit card details. So we'll be searching some private messages, right? so everything will be captured by the keyloggers so keylogger means we can say that it is monitoring software uh, we can say hardware also and design it to record what you write right and it could be either program on your computer we can say small devices can be also keylogger keylogger can be a software keylogger can be a hardware okay and what hackers steal the valuable information by using the keylogger we will be entering the username and passwords, right? They will steal that credentials. We will be entering the credit card details, right, for verification purpose. So that will be steal by the keyloggers. So your entire chart history, because you are typing, that is also logger. And, and documents you have opened, that is also steal by the keyloggers. Screenshots of your activity. So everything will be captured by the key keyloggers. So here my question is. How does a keylogger get? Suppose if you have the habit of leaving your personal computer unlocked at your home or office, anything, anywhere. So anyone who happens to the uh, nearby, who happens to nearby, they can come and quickly install a keylogger when you are not looking at that uh, your laptop, right? So they will steal your data, right? So how to detect and remove a keylogger? So once the keyloggers are installed. Keyloggers run in the background. They will be recording all your keystrokes. Then stolen information is usually encrypted and sent to the public message board, right? So, where hackers can download it without being tracked them. So, that is what keyloggers will do and how to detect and remove the keyloggers. So, we need to look for the keyloggers in your running processes like we need to open our Windows Manager task windows task manager and we need to look for the anything is there suspicious or not we need to look look for in windows manager logs right and we need to check your firewalls activity for anything is suspicious so that you can find out the malicious logs and we need to scan and remove key loggers with an antivirus also and so we can use the hardware's of the keyloggers also right there is a small gadgets connected between your mouse and keyboards like so we will be using the keylogging hardware devices also so how to protect yourself from keyloggers uh we can say that there might be uh, some of the techniques we can use in order to protect from the keyloggers so the very first thing we can say that we need to set up the firewalls we need to use always antivirus systems and whenever you are using when you are talking about the phys- physical environment we need to lock our PCs, right we need to lock our systems right so that is the main intention we can say so that is the key logger. <coughs> so how key lager spread you can see on the screen so how to protect yourself from the key lager just uh, you can use the um uh, one-time passwords or two-step authentication you can use using system with pro, uh, protective, i mean protection design to detect key loggers and whenever you're typing something so in whenever you are doing internet banking and all you can use virtual keyboard instead of typing a uh, physical keyboard you can type a
0: uh, virtual keyboard
1: yes when it comes to the spyware the spyware what it will do when you're talking about the spyware, it infl- infiltrates the device without the owner's knowledge and for the purpose of spying and collecting the data that can be used for fraudulent purposes. So that is, it will spy on our system, whatever we are doing. And what spyware can do, it will breach personal privacy because it will spy on our system. It will collect confidential data, including by logging keystrokes also. Right? So that's why I told that keylogger is one of
0: these spyware
1: and when it comes to it, it will steal the data and we can say that so there are credit card for products there by using and when we go for the next slide what is ransomware so basically what ransomware what is ransomware it logs big devices and encrypt the encrypt their data demands and ransom right so what attackers will do they will do the ransomware attack so if you spend this much of amount they will they will encrypt our devices our servers our data and they will demand for ransom so if you provide that ransom they will encrypt our i mean decrypt their our data right so that is what is happening in the ransomware what ransoms can uh can do they will hold our devices right they will make the data inaccessible so we, if ransomware attack is happened, it means we are not able to do anything on our devices. So everything will be, hold, I mean, holds by the attackers. It's result in financial loss. So what is the adverse? So nowadays, everyone will be getting the ads in our devices, in our laptops. So basically, whenever you're browsing, whenever you're using your systems and mobiles and all, you will be getting some adverse. am I right? So it is an advertising-supported software, so which will display unwanted advertisement on your computer. You can see on the screen over here, picture. Yes, sometimes you will be getting unwanted uh, ads. So when you click on that particular ad, there. Uh, when you click on the uh, suppose, let's say I'm an example. Suppose you are using your laptop. Let's say one uh, ad will come like this. Uh, you are. What is that? Antivirus program has expired. You can install by clicking on this OK button. So sometimes we'll be getting that particular pop-ups, particular ads. So that can be hardware's adware that will be infected the malware. So when it comes to the what is mobile adware? So in mobiles also we'll be getting the adware slide right. We'll be getting the mobile adware means adware and mobile devices. We can call it as mobile adware. It's become increasingly common uh, nowadays uh, so it is doing uh it is common activity on your mobile devices. <laughs> so it can be conducted through the uh, third part app downloads if you download any third part uh, app downloads, so the mobile adware inject your system in your mobile devices also. So what adware can do? it installs this fiber so when you click on the particular ads and when you click when you accept that particular ads what it will do it will share your data with third parties it will install fibers on your systems so many things will be done by the adwares. so what is rootkit so what is rootkit so basically rootkits hides hide by using some of the lower layers of the operating system including the api function redirection and undocumented voice functions like uh, which makes them almost undetectable by the common anti-malware anti, anti- malware solutions okay and so we can say this rootkit the word you can define it uh, in our unix and linux operating system this the system admin and all the powerful account with full privileges and unrestricted access so in Windows we have root, right? So in same way the application that allow unauthorized root access to the devices and restricted areas like kit. So that is what we can call it as root kits. Root kits are often designed to create unauthorized access to computers, and it will allow the hackers to steal personal data and financial information. So that is what root kits will do. So our, I mean, whenever you're using uh, any software and all, such so as genuine vendors will provide the updates, right? We need to update each and every software, what they are providing. And watch out for phishing emails. We need to look for the emails, what you're getting. And be careful of drive-by downloads. So whenever you're downloading something, we need to be careful and we need to download, some, uh, which is genuine. And don't download files sent by people you don't know. So in, in WhatsApp, in Messenger application, sometimes we'll be receiving the files from the unknown persons. And whenever you are adding in your groups, also in personal groups, so many of our friends also, they will be providing some links. So don't download, download any files sent by other people. So that is one of the way we can defend the root kids. And what is malvertising? Is the type of malware that comes from the ads legitimate the website on legitimate websites? So that is malvertising. So, what it will do? It will result in ransomware attacks and it will steal the data. It will result in credit card fraud. So, that is what malvertising can do. So, when it comes to the next slide, how to create a malware? Yes, this is important, right? So, everyone will be very curious about this part, right? so how we can create a malware right how we can create a malware there are two ways we can writing a virus program that is the one of the way if you are good at programming and if you are good at uh, batch programming and all we can create our own malwares right we can create our own malware so whenever we are creating a malware we will be using vb script we will be using shell script we will be using batch programming so there are multiple programmings are there in order to create your own malware so we can create malware by using the programming also and a lot of tools are available in the internet using virus maker tools also we can create our own malware and what is the difference uh, suppose if you are writing a program for virus and uh, if you are writing a program through a virus maker tools so which one is efficient Suppose if you write your program and if you deploy in the web, and if you distribute on the web, so it will be uh, infect multiple systems, right? So, they, I mean, that is efficient. And no other antivirus tools can detect that type of uh, programming viruses. So, when you uh, design the virus by using any tool, so there is a chance of uh, antivirus solutions can detect that. Because based on the signatures and that will defect, uh, detect the particular Viruses, program, and the type of malware which are created by the tools. So, that is a major difference. So, if you want to develop your own program, you can go for VB script, shell script, batch program. And so, you can see on the screen, there is a sample virus code. So, what it will do, so I wrote some batch programming here. So, batch programming is nothing but that is structureless programming. So you can write anything based on your goal. Suppose here my end goal is I would like to delete whatever the files inside the victim Windows machine system 32 folder. All the DLL files I would like to delete from the victim. So this is the program. What I will do? I will type it in the Notepad and I will save that particular file with .bat extension and I will send it to the uh, victim through mail or through USB, anyway okay so whenever the user click on this particular file this bat file so you can see on the screen of the program sample virus code whenever the user click on that particular link go to step 1 at step 1 what will happen it will format the d drive and go to step 2 it will format the it will delete the windows 32 files all the dll files inside the system 32 and go to uh, go to step 3 at step three what will happen it will open the notepad and go to step number four at four stage four what will happen it will shut down the system and it will restart the system for every time span of five seconds so this is my end goal i'm writing in a one notepad i'm saving that file with that bat extension and whenever i send that file to the victim whenever user click on that particular link for every five seconds his system will shut down and restart so that is what will happen in the so it depends on whenever you're developing the code and malware program it depends on your goal so it depends on your target so based on that you can write your batch programming shell script so there are programs are available you can use it and there are virus maker tools uh Bavish virus maker, SKW Deadly Virus Maker, Sonic Bat Batch Virus Maker, Terabit Virus Maker. So there are many tools are available on the internet. These are the few tools you can see on the screen. And yes. So this is the important when you are talking about the malware analysis. So in the industry, in the every company, they, every company they are dealing with the malware analysis. Actually, malware analysis is nothing but we can say analyzing the malwares let's say we have two types of malware malware analysis one is static malware analysis one is dynamic malware analysis so what will happen in the static malware analysis suppose let's say so in your company your system has infected with malware so in the static malware analysis what our team will do uh, they don't run any malicious code here what they will do simply they will isolate the system from your network and they will take the hash of the malware so whatever the malware has injected in your system they will take the hash of the malware and based on that hash what attacker has targeted they will analyze that particular code so in the dynamic malware analysis what will happen so in the companies uh, they will be u- uh, using the sandbox environment. So in every company, they will be using the sandbox environment. So what is the sandbox environment? Is so the separate environment where they will be using the testing the malwares. So every day the malware attacks is happening in the companies, right? So what they will be doing? They will be taking the pattern of the malware. They will be taking the code of the particular malware and they will execute that malware and after executing what is the impact of that particular malware so that is separate isolated environment that is sandbox environment where they will test the malware dynamically so that is a dynamic malware analysis